And now the podcast about a group of friends who had never seen Arrested Development and the one podcaster who had no choice but to get them all together. This is Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. Anyang and welcome to another episode of Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. I am your host, John, and joining me as always are my rather curious co-hosts, Gio, Charlie, and Peter. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Oh, and per this episode, Gio's putting on his English accent, and this episode is titled For British Eyes Only. Bob is me, Uncle. Yes, yes, he is. So let's jump in and see what this episode's about. So according to our friends over at IMDb, George Sr. drops a major bombshell that he was working with a British syndicate who conned him into building the house in Iraq. Michael decides to investigate the claim by heading to the British section of Orange County, where he meets a beautiful and mysterious woman named Rita. So this was this was a pretty good description here. It didn't give too much away, but it told you what happened. So I'll give this one a, a thumbs up. All right. And let's see what everybody thought of this episode. So we're going to start with Gio this time. Gio, what were your thoughts? I don't know if it was me being a little bit sick watching it or something, but... I didn't really care for it that much. It was okay to me. Okay. Interesting. We will get into that, and I hope you feel better. Thank you. Let's jump over to Charlie. Charles W. Chuck Noel, rather. Charlie, what are your thoughts on this one? Gio, it has nothing to do with you being sick because I also did not care for this episode. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Peter, will you concur or will you buck the trend? I don't think it is that bad it wasn't as good as the show can be at times i still enjoyed um certain aspects of it um but again not as much as some of the previous episodes that we had specifically i think the last episode the season opener for season three was really good so i think just in comparison it's a it's a it's a little lower but i didn't think it was horrible Okay, that's a fair point. But regardless of what everybody thought, I think I'm sure everybody has some good topics to discuss. So let's jump right on in. And let's start with Charlie. He was pretty lukewarm on the episode. But Charlie, what is something that you enjoyed or just wanted to discuss rather? It's crazy because I literally just watched these episodes and it feels like my brain retained absolutely nothing. <laughs> I did like the moments where George Sr. is talking about how, you know, the Brits are playing against him and that he was framed. And Michael's just like, there's a photo of you shaking hands with Saddam. Saddam. <laughs> and he's like, I thought that was the, I thought that was the guy who played the soup Nazi. <laughs> that got a good chuckle out of me. So yeah, as a Seinfeld and fan. No reference. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was very much so pleased with that one. That was a good one. And do you believe, George, that he was set up by the Brits? Uh based on their behavior, um, and with Rita being a little shifty, yes. All right. Very good. What does everybody else think? Geo? I think that it's all a coincidence. Like, Rita is, there's some kind of hijinks going on that she's not trying to get information from Michael for the same reason that George thinks. I don't know. I don't really how to explain it. Yeah, I think there's just several layers of misunderstandings, which I think this show is known for, where it, things could potentially be misleading or misconstrued. And Peter, since you've seen a lot of these episodes before, I believe you pretty much know the the answer to the question and uh, where some of the mysteries are going, correct? I remember 
parts, but I don't remember full details. Okay. So I think in the next couple episodes, I'll still be surprised by some things, but some other things I'm watching back and I'm like, it's very clear. Some of the things (laughs) that they're kind of foreshadowing. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And I I do know what you're referring to. So we'll, we'll get to that as, uh, as the show reveals it, but. Let's jump over to Geo. Geo, what is a topic that you had for us? One thing that I wanted to bring up was when Foster's hand was blurred out. <laughs> yeah, his stub. Yeah, it was, it was blurred out like it was too gruesome <laughs> to be seen. <laughs> also, I want to, oh, I don't know if anyone noticed this, but they gave us new intro music in, the, in this episode. I wanted to bring that up. It was just something that I picked up that they gave us new intro music. Also, uh, I chuckled at this, like uh, when Buster was talking to Michael and he was like, Buster says uh, that I certainly like those leathery, snappy faces. And, and then Michael says, you definitely have a type. <laughs> uh, putting down his own mother. So do you want to talk why Buster had the stub versus the hook? or Because he's using a rubber glove now. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> oh, because a hook could be used. To... No, no, no. So the main reason is that George Sr. is back in the home with Lucille. And Lucille's got her frisky back. And they, Mama's kind of horny, as it said in the thing in... They actually use Buster's hand for some activities. They're a little on the kinky side. They like some freaky stuff, including choking with belts and stuff. But yeah, they had used his hand, which at one point I think he even said he was going to try to like wash it again just because to try to get the ick off of it from his parents. That is a clear sign of disrespect (laughs) for their son. He's like, I'm going to put in the pots and pans cycle. Yeah. I like when Michael was like, where's your hand? He's like, why bother getting dressed? Yeah, he's very <laughs> depressed. Overall, he is very jealous that George Sr. is taking a lot of Lucille's attention away, which is why he's like, why bother getting dressed and all that stuff. So, And jumping back, what did everybody think about George miraculously being put on house arrest, even though he's an escaped convict? Or rather, an escaped uh, inmate. Yeah, I don't get it. So Michael was able to pull some strings that uh, we just have to take it as it is. Not surprising for somebody who's uh, wealthy. True. (laughs) Ex-wealthy. More touching. (laughs) Let's see. Peter, what is a topic you wanted to discuss? I think in um, tradition of the show, getting some pretty stellar guest stars. This episode also had that with the first ever African woman to win an Academy Award for Best Actress playing Rita. Do you know if this was before or after she got her Academy Award? Is after she won the Oscar. That was for and Monster? Was for Monster, because that is Charlize Theron, the first African woman to win Best Actress. The only African woman to win Best Actress. That is such a funny sentence. Like, I know, <laughs> I know you're, that's why I I know you're up right, but it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate. It is accurate because she is South African. So she, technically she is the only woman from Africa to win an Academy Award for Best Actress. But yeah, definitely a, a big get for them, for sure. Though her accent, playing, she was supposed to play a British woman. Her accent is shit. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a horrible accent. <laughs> even even for me to say that, like, I have horrible accents. 
Top of the morning to ya. Peter, can you give us a better English accent? I don't know what you're talking about, Jonathan. But anyway, um, her accent was really choppy and not really consistent, but that's okay. But in general, I did enjoy her character. She's a little kooky and unconventional, but um, I enjoyed it a lot. I just got so much joy out of that. <laughs> she was wearing weird clothing, too. She's like... Very unconventional. She likes hats and yeah. fuzzy animal backpacks. <laughs> Peter, can you go back to the English accent and just keep it on for the rest of the episode? Don't make him do that. <laughs> but, you know, Rita definitely has a specific taste in clothes and in men, as she seems to be not quite smitten, but interested in Michael. So we'll see uh, how that develops. Let's go back to Charlie. Charlie... What's another topic you had for us? We had Tobias wanting to get in on the schemes. I did like the moment where he wanted to impersonate Job and decided to take a permanent marker to his head. A magic marker. Yeah, a, a magic marker. My bad. <laughs> and then he decides to say, I should have used something less permanent. <laughs> but yeah, I like how Job was like, they'll see the ink. <laughs> <laughs> and then further down the line, uh, Tobias gets plugs which looked horrible. Like, <laughs> that just looked so painful. Like, just actively bleeding. Like, that just looked so painful. So, yeah, I like I liked Tobias and his, uh, his hair antics. Oh, and going into the drag shop, the drag shop, looking at wigs. Are you just buying or are you curious? <laughs> I'm bi curious. <laughs> I'm bi curious. And and then when he when he wears the actual wig and he and Joe's like, take off that wig and that that's a woman's wig. And he was like, I thought it was a bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not understanding the hairstyles. His hair antics in this episode is really fun. And yeah, and he could not get a haircut with, with the plugs. <laughs> no, I was so convinced with that screaming. Like, <laughs> it it just looks so painful. Quality, quality. Luckily, he just had the bald cap on later on, and he was able to easily take that off and reveal his, his plugs to pretend to be Job during the magic trick. Because there was a back and forth where originally he was trying to get Job, which is why he was doing the mar the magic marker and then <laughs> the wig and then the plugs. But then the, it was a switch to him having to try to mimic George Sr., which was where the bobcat came in. But then there was a last minute switch again to go back to Job. Good stuff. Let's jump back to Geo. What is another topic you had for us? I thought it was uh, funny when they start acting like chickens and everyone's like make, uh, making fun of uh, Michael for, for being a chicken and not going after his date or something. I forget what exactly they yes. were talking about. Yeah, but... Well, but, first uh, it was George Sr. George Sr. was like, cuckoo, ka-cha-cha. -cha. I don't know what he was saying. Like, ka-cha, cuckoo, cuckoo, ka-cha. Michael was like, has anyone in this family seen a chicken before? Because... George Sr. started doing it, and then Lucille and Lindsay came in, and they were doing their own thing. So three of them were imitating chickens, but doing completely different moves and sounds. I felt bad for Job. He was in his own. And then Job comes in, and he gets all excited, and then he, he comes back a little too late with his chicken mask, but he did his thing. And then later on, Tobias also does a little chicken imitation after the magic trick. Um, so we got a bah. taste of everyone. And again, every single person does not know what a chicken sounds or 
moves like. <laughs> so it was a nice callback to some of the other episodes that we'd seen. Uh, that was fun. And yeah, Job, like like you said, he had his chicken mask for his free bird magic trick. Uttered his other catchphrase, which, Geo, can you tell us what that was? Oh, come on! There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Peter, what is the next topic you had for us? I thought it was funny when um, Job was trying was talking to Michael and Michael's trying to convince him to like spend some time and get to know his his newly found son, Steve Holt. And Job was still trying to ignore him, but then all of a sudden he was getting this feeling that he wasn't familiar with. And he's like, what do you say? He's like, it's not like envy or even hunger or hunger being hungry like could and michael's like could it be love and he's like i know what an erection feels like michael it's not (laughs) it's the opposite of that it's like my heart is getting hard (laughs) so that that was um funny so just that whole back and forth with job running away from his newly found parental responsibilities but then also kind of experience because he's had such a poor experience with his dad kind of having that um back and forth tug where uh on how how to interact with steve which steve was the the reason why the sudden flip back to um, tobias having to mimic job again versus um george senior because um it was revealed that steve holt loves magic so job wanted to perform the magic trick himself instead of having uh george senior do it so that was a nice little story arc yep and there was twice in this episode where you think that job has turned a page and is going to start acting like a father and the first time is when he's having that conversation with michael about his heart getting hard and then they hear dad and then he ducks and hides and then he's like actually that's my son and it was george michael and then (laughs) uh, michael ended up bailing on his son too but then at the end after the magic trick job ends up like disappearing and running through the sewers to escape his son so again he takes one step forward two steps back and i wanted to bring up when uh when joe was talking about the magic trick that he was gonna do when he was wanted to be in it tobias he was like i can't wait for the your prostate ticular <laughs> <laughs> what did he call what, what was it that job called before that hang on i thought he said prostate tickler for 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 a second i was like what the? Um, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, so Tobias is saying that, like prostate ticular, which kind of, again, is a continuous joke on his questionable phrasing. Uh, I, I know, he yeah. He took Michael's advice on like recording himself back anymore because uh, he said <laughs> I that. remember that. And then he also um, had a point where he said, I can just taste those... Uh, meaty, leading man parts in my mouth. <laughs> oh, I missed that part. Oh, man. Supposedly the intention of being like, he, he's gained some acting experience, so he thinks he's going to be up for bigger, quote-unquote, meatier roles, but the way he phrased it, obviously, can be very easily misconstrued. As he is wont to do. Oh, what did everybody think about We Britain? I thought that in itself was, like, pretty cute. It's a fun little thing to throw into a city, I guess, you know, because you have like, you know, Chinatown in like every city. So it was fun to see like 
a little Britain. <laughs> it's weird. They're all driving on the other side of the road, like in Britain. But then once they get off out of the, the, the wee Britain lines, they got to go on to the other side of the road. And it's confusing, I bet. And I thought it was funny that they were like on Britain time and everything. So when Michael was trying to interact with them, just every interaction had a level of confusion. Like he, he thought he had until a certain time, but it, the time had shifted quite a bit because, again, they, they were on... I can't remember this specific abbreviation. GMT. Time is, yeah, GMT, not Pacific Standard Time that California would usually have. And then even when he was trying to negotiate to get the information, uh, the guy said that he needed a British passport and he was, he was trying to see if there was another way. And the guy that he was talking to was trying to solicit bribe saying that if he could if he was willing to lose 20 pounds <laughs> and michael took it as like an insult to him needing to like lose weight in order to look british but he's literally just asking for money you go right for the jugular but i think overall the little britain thing was a cute uh little story arc there was lots of tie-ins to that and like british culture and like i think even the title of the show of this episode for british eyes only ties into uh james bond a famous british spy i think there was a movie called for your eyes only and the james bond theme song kind of played in through it throughout the episode oh british eyes only so that that was kind of a fun easter egg along with uh we Britain stuff and they just had lots of kind of running jokes that they went to is the yellow fang which I think was a stab at the stereotype of British people having bad <laughs> teeth which I think George Sr. had mentioned that all their men sound gay but they'll rip your heart out and they have bad breath again another reference <laughs> to their oral hygiene they also had that that 007 cutout scene at the end of the episode yeah like the the end but michael bluth will return in forget me now uh-huh just like how a lot of bond movies end and it then we had is. another mary poppins reference michael getting hit by a <laughs> poppins <laughs> Again, I don't get that. What was that all about? Why is there a doll sliding down a line? There? Weird British humor. Oh, okay. And he had his poor flirting skills with Rita keep on referencing Jack the Ripper. Which was that was hilarious. A questionable, a questionable choice to, to like get a woman interested in you is just keep on referencing hookers and killing them. And, and he recognizes that he's screwing up like immediately and he's like, pissed off at himself as he's walking away and yeah, not the first time we've seen his poor flirting like uh when he was with uh, maggie lizer a few times he had some questionable lines there but definitely fun <laughs> let's see did anybody else have any topics they wanted to discuss i did like job screw up some magic tricks and how he went to go throw the pennies and the bird flew out and then when he went to go through the bird the pennies flew out so <laughs> That little mix-up was fun. He needs to start labeling his suits. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. At least the, this bird stayed alive. So that's a step in the right direction. And I did realize that maybe wasn't in this entire episode. Except for the previous episode recap in the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah. How about that? I liked some pop culture references in this episode. was humorous. Um, they talked about hiring in griffin who was a tv lawyer who played matlock on tv who was also um ron howard's tv dad in the theme song that 
Gia was just whistling in the indie yeah. show. So that was funny. And then how they had it in the storyline that he like backed out because he didn't like his trailer, which was their um, mobilized wooden cabin. Um, and as the narrator, Ron Howard specifically was like stressing the fact that they were not trying to insult Andy Griffith. I thought that was that was funny. And also there was a reference to the actor Brad Garrett when Michael was accusing his dad, George Sr., of setting up the, the British person friending him. And he was like, oh, he thought he, his dad was acting. And he's like, you're a regular Brad Garrett, who I think his main claim to fame is Everyone Loves Raymond. He played the brother on that show. And I believe he beat Jeffrey the Tambor. actor who played George Sr. out for the Emmy that year. So it was kind of a double dig uh, <laughs> by having that joke. Yeah, no, it's it's a good little dig there. <laughs> and there's just other callbacks, like Rita was hand, finger painting when John's uh, when Michael came to visit her at the school, and it was blue finger paint, which blue paint is big on the show. And there was a reference to Michael eating a whole thing of candy beans. <laughs> Yes, the return of the candy beans. So the candy bean reference came back as well. So I thought there was lots of clever little callbacks. When Tobias was trying to imitate a magic tick, he ended up like trickling coins like Job had done, all that stuff. Another pop culture reference. Because even though they failed to get Andy Griffith, the TV lawyer, the prosecution at the trial actually brought in a TV lawyer as well. Far less known was that Harry Hamlin really is only known for LA law. So they were both, both sides are trying to do like prop, like <laughs> attorneys to boister their cases or whatever. It's funny. They got paid a good amount to not do much. $20,000 for Andy Griffith to lean in and whisper in his ear. Yeah. But if it plays for the jury, then I guess it's worth it. Another quote that I thought was funny was George senior being not happy with the house arrest and Michael's trying to question him, like, why? This is, should be a good thing or whatever. It's better. It shouldn't be, isn't it better than jail? And he's like, I was wrong. There, you just have to uh, shut your eyes and and take it. Here, you have to shut your eyes and give it. <laughs> and <I'm laughs> like, oh, dear. Another thing was when Tobias showed his headshot with his plugs and underneath it, it said no reality, which means he didn't want to do reality shows, but it's also an indication of his denial of actual reality <laughs> oh and it's uh when ron howard the narrator mentioned that if george michael and maybe did have a child it would be stupid oh yeah i meant to write that down and was just way too lazy to go back <laughs> <laughs> did you all notice this is one of the few episodes that did not have a on the next episode segment this wasn't the only episode that's happened before that's why i said one of the few <laughs> yeah yeah words are hard john <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody notice how when George Sr. referred to builders operating outside the OC, how Michael replied, don't call it that? Because it was a reference to another Fox TV show called the OC. Right. <laughs> I like that show. <laughs> California. California. Isn't that the song for the show? Yes. <laughs> I remember that show. And actually, this show, this episode is one of the few that had a previously segment, which most of them don't have that. Most of the shows don't have that, John. Yeah. Speaking of the scene with the Saddam Hussein handshake, uh, it was funny when they mentioned 
it's hard to come back from that. And then they show like Donald Rumsfeld doing that and then still being successful. So little political jab there. So weird that there's political people that do insanely stupid things <laughs> and there's still people that are willing to vote for them and have them give them power. <laughs> what a concept. It's so strange that that would happen back then. It's not something that we would ever see today. <laughs> Uh, did anybody notice that this episode did not have any scenes at the model house nope no i didn't realize that so yeah very very rare oh did you know that the chimney sweep who was throwing darts in wee britain was jack black really i didn't know that i didn't know that yeah it's a very 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 subtle cameo a few quotes that i liked like lucille was talking about being horny and she's like and guess what else is back and michael's like my breakfast my friskiness. Mama horny, Michael. No, it's my breakfast. <laughs> yeah, he's questioning, why do I eat before I come here? <laughs> Mama horny, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not ideal to hear your mother say that. I do like that the wink came back. The stroke wink. <laughs> <laughs> the stroke wink. <laughs> oh, and Gio, I found what you were thinking. Prostaticular? Yeah, so... It was actually Job who said it. Dad asked me to do this on the day he pleads not guilty as a spectacular protest, a protestacular. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tobias said prostaticular. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. And that was funny when Michael um, said he was giving Lindsay a car and she was like, oh, which one? And he's like, it's, it's like a Lincoln. And it was, again, the truck that's pulling their log cabin. <laughs> Lincoln log. is a reference to Lincoln log cabins lincoln logs yeah oh i like when uh michael said like magic tricks and tobias doing his best job impression was like illusions michael <laughs> oh we didn't talk about the uh man that was with rita at all what did everybody think about him i've seen him in other shows before i just don't know couldn't put my finger on it he's really british right that's a real british person no he's not he's not no. I thought his British accent was passable. It's Dave Thomas. I don't know what else he's in, but but yeah, what did you think about his character? I liked his British accent. I don't care about his accent. <laughs> what do you think about him as a character in the show? I don't think he was very intimidating when he was like he was the uh, threatening the person or whatever. I don't think he was very intimidating, but it's it's an interesting storyline where we're like, what is this guy up to? And he had a lot of placards to hold up while he was driving. He owns Wendy's. He's prepared. That's a different Dave Thomas. <laughs> I know. He's I'm dead. Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Let, let's jump over to our frozen banana ratings. This is where we rate the episode one to ten. Let's start with Charlie. Charlie, what do you got for us? I gave this episode a five. Ooh, that might be your lowest yet or one of your lowest. All right. Let's jump over to Geo. Geo, what do you got? I rate this episode a 6.8. All right. Peter, what say you? I would say 7.5. All right. And I will share that 7.5 frozen bananas with you, Peter, with a dash of something British. Throw something British on there. Crumpets. Marmite. Vegemite. Marmite. Marmite. That's Australian. <laughs> no, no. Marmite is British version of Vegemite. Okay. Works for me. But yeah, I, th I think it was a, a fun episode. Um, again, some good setups and... I think this episode might be better appreciated on a rewatch. So I encourage you to, after we finish the series, go back and check it out. Maybe, maybe you'll bump it up a little bit. Yeah. 7.5. Uh, I, I thought it was a pretty decent episode. 
And then next week, we are going to watch Forget Me Now. So based on that title and that title alone, what does everybody think is going to happen in the next episode? Well, I'm going to forget everything that I watched. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to experience a geoism. (laughs) Just the whole episode is going to be forgettable. Geo, what do you think? That girl band from the 90s is going to come on and say, forget me, forget me not. That could happen. Uh, It was actually from the early 2000s, I think. I don't know. We shall find out. All right, friends. This has been fun. We will reconvene next week, and I look forward to it. Anyang. Bye. Peace out. He does the commercials for not Jersey Mike's. Uh, what the hell is it? Like a sub Jimmy Jimmy John's? No. What the hell? There's a sub uh, com- company. Sub. Uh, you don't remember the quiz? No, I don't know. Um, no. All right, let's, let's move on. Um, but yeah. Oh, Jimmy Jimmy John's. Oh, Jimmy John's sub. Great. Now I now I can sleep at night. Thanks for clearing that up, Gio. <laughs> oh, you're um, welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs>